Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We are now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there. You get all of our other content as well. And FiveReasonsSports.com, spell that one out. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our betting partner is Better Edge. Go to B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com. And you can enter the code 5RSN or you can go to betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Either way, you get $20 to play. This is peer-to-peer vetting. This is legal, okay? You're not betting against the book. You're betting against someone else and you can find the line that you want. You can bet against someone else who is also using it. So check it out, betteredge.com backslash five reasons or just betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. And of course, our fantasy sponsor is Prize Picks. There, use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. And now for the red, white, and pink scrimmage, here's tonight's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. Again, I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on Five Reasons Sports. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow me at Brady Hawk 305 and Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. All right, so scrimmage, they rotate teams. It's hard to really read a lot about it, but there are actually a couple things that were interesting tonight. We're going to start uh, first with sort of the story of the day. We'll get through this one a little bit quickly. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, but Tyler Hero getting his extension. He did talk to the media after the game. He joked that Caleb Martin uh, said that uh, he should buy Rolexes for everybody. He shot that down quickly. Of course, he doesn't have all the new money yet, as he pointed out. That comes next year. But he said his goal was to stay with the Miami Heat to get paid and ultimately try to bring him a championship. The first two, it looks like he's accomplished. And of course, Bam said, welcome to the big leagues, basically, where everything is going to be your fault. So that's an expectation Tyler is going to have to deal with. The other guy, Bam, let's talk about him more specifically because we kind of talked out on Tyler. Bam shot threes tonight. He shot one three, he shot two threes, he shot three threes. But the bigger development than Bam shooting threes is Eric Spolster actually after the game encouraging Bam to shoot threes and saying that the top of the break three is the kind of three you would teach someone if they were developing how to shoot the shot. And he said that shot will be there for us in this offense. Brady, do we think Eric Spolster is actually going to allow him to shoot threes this season? I think he is. And the reason I say that is because we saw all three of their bigs get shots in the similar spots. Like this wasn't just like an, a wild shot, just profile in general with Bam. Uh, the funny thing is about him talking about him just developing above the break is for one, if we, when we've been talking about BAM shooting, the thing I've been making very clear all along is that the above the break shooting is more important than anything else. Probably on this team at any one attribute if BAM adds an above the break three, it changes everything. The reason I was a little hesitant on it was because I kept saying, usually when guys start shooting threes, they start in the corners. That's like kind of the, always the way it goes. You start in the corner and then you make your way up. And I just don't think corner threes for him right now, move the needle by any means. Above the break threes, though, do. And that's how we kind of saw him doing, I guess, in this game. And also, we were watching him doing in the Pro-Am down here in Miami Pro League. And he was just taking pull-up threes like that on the wings and the, above the break and the top of the key. 
if he's able to do that type of stuff, Spo did say, I'm reading Ethan's tweet from, from after the game, but he did say, I don't know about the pull of three necessarily, but that is a rhythm three. The thing about that is Bam is such a rhythm player. Like once he sees one drop tonight, that's when you know more are coming in general. I don't expect them to be pull-up threes, but I think they kind of have to be pull-up threes, if that makes sense. Like I don't view Bam as a catch-and-shoot shooter now or even in the near future. Like I don't think that's him. I think he needs his legs under him. I think he needs his rhythm. Uh, but to answer your original question, I do think I think we're going to see it at least a little bit. I don't think we see it a lot by any means. I think he gets back into his regular role once things. This is a scrimmage. This is just like the Pro-Am. So this is no, not a regular game. But I think that it, it's an interesting wrinkle for this offense if they can get it going, especially considering they could go big with guys like you and other things. So if he has that added to his arsenal, it changes things. What do you think? I mean, we've talked a lot about Spo unleashing him with more shots. But we've also talked about where those shots are going to come from. So did they come from behind the arc? Yeah, that was a little bit surprising tonight. And Brady hit on everything that, that I wanted to say as far as all the bigs were, were really launching tonight. O'Meara had a quick trigger, as Brady was uh, telling me before. And it's just true. Like, he was getting into those shots very quickly. Bam, um, you know, it's not necessarily the same. He won't just fire right away. But he was firing tonight. Like, um, as far as the pull-up threes, I don't think we'll be seeing many of those throughout the season. I'd be shocked, actually, if we saw, you know, even more than one <laughs> throughout all season. But um, I did think Spo talking about how the above-the-break three, um, you know, being kind of a more interesting option was an interesting comment to me because, you know, he said, oh, Bam is at the top of the key a lot on our offense anyway, so it makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, I'm, you know, like you said, I just think, if we're expecting Bam to really get 15-plus shots or really try to um, actually reach 18 shots a game, I would be surprised if he got there with jump shots. Like, I, I was telling Brady this before the scrimmage started. Like, I'm, you know, with him. And here we go again with me trying to say this um, saying, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I think I did it right there. But really, like, I, tonight very much felt like an all-star game. It felt like, you know, uh, Brady mentioned – Miami Pro League, we saw Pro-Am Bam tonight. He was launching jumpers. He was just kind of playing, um, you know, the opposite of the way he does throughout the season. And it, it was a fun game, seeing guys reach into their bag and doing things that they don't usually do in the roles that they that they typically play was fun. And it just kind of gives, I think, the fans a little bit more of, like, things they want to see, whether it's with Bam, whether it's with Omer. You know, you even saw, like, um, Caleb getting into his bag tonight. It's just um, – it's hard to know how much of that stuff is actually going to translate to, you know, the regular season. Here's my take on this. Um, I think we're going to be having the same conversation about a month in, honestly. And, and because I, I think there's a little bit of a rope-a-dope here. I, I do think that there's an objective to get Bam more shots. I don't necessarily think this is going to be part of the regular arsenal. I think we'll see it more. I don't think he's going to take just one three the entire season now. But I think that the goal here is to basically – get him to be aggressive off the dribble, attacking mismatches. And yeah, on occasion, we'll see it. Look, Alonzo Mourning would shoot an occasional three. Okay. Top of the break. I mean, it's not, and that was an era where bigs didn't always shoot threes. So I do think there's a possibility that this will be added this year a little bit, but I, and I think this is again, Eric Spolster at this time of year likes guys to expand their game, see what they can do. It wasn't just him tonight. It was, it was Deadman. It was Yurtsman. 
Yurt's talked about your talk to us. Okay. On the podcast about Eric Spolstra, uh, once, you know, him to get to 80%, basically of his open threes. Okay. And he says he's closer to 90%. I think Yurt talks himself up quite a bit. We'll see if that actually plays out during the season. But I think, again, this is the question of expansion, flexibility, uh, you know, allowing guys to kind of, to kind of feel themselves a little bit here, see what it is that they can accomplish. But then we know everybody goes back to their bread and butter when it really matters. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about who stood out in the scrimmage, including some guys we've kind of written off a little bit. Before we do, I want to tell you about a couple of more great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Our product code is 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. Go to manscaped.com. You get 20% off manscaped.com. All the grooming products, deodorant, the cologne, the razors, all that stuff. 20% off at manscaped.com. 25% off at therapistpreferred.com for the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies, for recovery, for sleep. Therapistpreferred.com. 25% off 5RSN. Manscaped com 20% off 5RSN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right. I, I want to start with Duncan Robinson tonight. And you know, if you listen to the podcast, you heard I had a few minutes with him. Talked about he didn't recognize the player from early last season. Here's what I saw from Duncan today. And again, it's a scrimmage. Okay. Nobody's guarding. We know what that is. But it looks to me like he's playing more free. And I just wonder this year, now that last year there was an expectation he was a starter. He was making all this money. Now, in everybody's head, he's been traded or he's back into the rotation. And we know he's not going to start. I mean, we don't believe. I mean, there's some jokes on Twitter. I know our guy Alf, he's the starting four. We don't think he's going to start. Okay. But it just does seem, Alex, like, this year it's like, okay, nobody expects anything. And I actually think we might, we might see him play at a much higher level. It's interesting because, you know, ever since Duncan Robinson became such a hot topic at the beginning of last season with the way that he started off the year shooting um, so much of the conversation. And I know you touched on this as well uh, when you were talking with him at the Bahamas. And by the way, we got some peak Ethan content at the Bahamas. I thought all those interviews were were excellent, but um, as far as Duncan, like he was absolutely launching tonight. It really do. I mean, it really did felt like, um, you know, he was playing, you know, with a blank slate. 
he was shooting every time he had an opening, whereas a lot of times I feel like before you'd see him maybe, you know, kind of play the dribble handoff a little bit more traditionally, try to see if he can get, bam, an opening with a pass. It, it, he wasn't about any of that tonight. He was doing his best Max Struess off the dribble handoff where he was just launching every single time. And, you know, it's still nice seeing him take those shots with confidence because he, he just reminds you how good of a shooter he is. And, and I do agree. I think he could have a bounce back season, especially like it doesn't seem like they're going to be relying on him as much to create um, spacing for others. It feels like they're going to have a little bit more of a dynamic offense, you know, or at least that's what we think. Um, but as far as Duncan's actual shots and role, I do think there's uh, something to be said for him um, coming into the season with a blank slate and just being able to focus on shooting and whatever minutes he does get, I'm still, I'm sure he's still going to get like, I don't know, somewhere around 20 minutes off the bench. He's just going to be firing. And I think it's probably a good role for him to bounce back in. I mean, you look at the, the reserve lineup. You've talked about this, the combination of players that he might play with too, right? I mean, we, you know, obviously we didn't see him with Depot tonight, right? So, so, but if you end up with a situation where he's playing with Depot, you could roll out five guys together. You don't necessarily have to blend the lineups as much this year, and Duncan can still be effective there. Yeah, the interesting thing about this, I think something's changed from my original thinking because I was kind of of the thought process that they would end up starting Struess and Tyler. And that would mean the defensive lineup of Gabe, Depot, Caleb, and throw him in there for offensive spacing and shooting. But now you change it and basically say, Struess is coming off the bench. You're asking for the bench lineup. I know this thing's they're switching in and out anyway. You're going basically uh, lineups are changing constantly. But the fact that your bench lineup could end up being utilizing Struess and Duncan, I think hurts them a little bit. But we saw it today. I mean, it's a scrimmage and there's not much defense being played. It's like an all-star game, like Alex was saying. But like, I think there's ways they can make it work. Like, I think there's ways that they can kind of utilize both of them. I don't think it's ideal. I think there's ways they can kind of switch it on and off with them. But the fact that Struz could be coming off the bench, I think changes a little bit. But if Duncan is shooting like this, like if he's providing like the fact that he's a relief right now and not like the staple, like I still think let's just say Max is in the lineup with him. He's the staple. Max is the staple right now. He's running off screens. He's the guy. Duncan is going to be the relief bucket straight off the catch, and that's how he gets his rhythm back. He probably gets his percentages back. Uh, and he was even kind of driving a little bit. Like, he had a couple of those floaters. He looked like uh, Sioux Falls Duncan a little bit. Like, back a while back, we saw those highlights. So, if he has a little bit of that, that changes things. But I like the idea of him just surrounding the depot and gate backcourt specifically. Like, they need shooting around them. They don't need – that is a pretty elite point-of-attack defensive combo. Pair some shooters around them, and I think – this whole season for Spo is going to be trying things. And that's one thing that he's going to have the option to try. And uh, the name of this pod is should be like, we got shooters because they, they have shooters available to them. Like this is the ideal. I know nothing's changed because they're the same guys as last year, but they have shooters available to them that maximize their main guys. And that's Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio. So we can have the discussion about Bam being a shooter himself, which I don't think is happening. <laughs> like, a, like you just said, Ethan, but they have the shooters surrounding them that I think if, if all things considered, if they can sustain it, they have the guys to make it work. So let's go to Caleb Martin then, because he was starting tonight. And we, we have said that that was a, a possible option. Spo has said Jimmy's not going to start at the four. So that does mean that Max Drews potentially goes to the bench here. But you saw some different things from Caleb tonight. And then I'll go to Alex on Deadman. Yeah, me and Alex kept talking about Caleb because, for one, speaking, I keep bringing up the word pro-am. 
Caleb is the most pro-am scrimmage type of player and like just the pure athlete that can run the floor. But that wasn't all he was doing in this scrimmage. Like he was a guy that was like showing off his bag a little bit, showing off his dribble moves, trying to get into some step backs. But the thing that stands out, and I think this gets lost in everything, is that Caleb shot 40% from three this past year. Like he was a very good standstill shooter. Uh, and he probably shot close to 75%, 70 to 75% today. Like he was absolutely hitting from deep in general that – his role is going to be not the same as PJ because he's not PJ. He's not going to just sit in the corner because he's not just a reliable type of shooter uh, in the corner. He's more of a uh, kind of a wing shooter. They're going to move him around. They're going to use him off the roll to try to play make. They're going to put him in such different roles. Nothing that we saw today will probably carry over, but I think the shooting itself, the fact that they can utilize the fact that he has confidence. And I'll say the thing about his shooting is his shots changed. Like his shot has changed a little bit. Uh, just in terms of like, there's more arc on it. There's a little bit quicker. And as Alex pointed out before, I'll throw in the fact that I think Caleb stood out his shot change. I think your shot really changed. Like, I think his shot changed a ton. Like he was getting it off immediately. Like he was catching and firing. Like it was super quick trigger. And that's speaks volumes. What they want to do is with him as a shooter. But if Caleb can be utilized this and, and they understand, and I think they do understand that he's not PJ and they utilize him like Caleb Martin, they have something if he's able to shoot or, or let's just say be himself of last season and be a 40% shooter. Like that is just what they need. And that's what makes me more confident that I think Caleb should be the starting four to start the year. Like I kept pushing the Struce thing, but after seeing what Caleb's able to do on the defensive end and co combining it with the fact that he can shoot those standstill threes, I think they have to ride this out until they see something otherwise. You mentioned Yurt. If Yurt's going to play, Deadman's probably not going to play, right? But Deadman looked pretty good tonight. I, I felt like Deadman wore down last season a lot. So, but if he's rejuvenated and Yurt doesn't cover up some of the defensive stuff that he talked to us in the podcast, could could he? I mean, could this be sort of a situational type thing between the two of them? Yeah, I mean, um, I think we've all been expecting that this is going to be the year where Omer is kind of a part of the rotation. Um, you know, throughout the whole season, and he actually gets a, a fair chance, whereas last season he had to come in during unfortunate circumstances where he still stood out, you know, which is obviously a great indicator for him. But I just think, like, you never know with Spo, right? He's always going to go with the guys he trusts more, and and I guess, like, it's what you're saying is true. It's like if Spo, at the end of the day, let me just throw that in here, doesn't um, trust Omer more, he's going to play Deadman more. And I think Deadman has shown in the past and which started, by the way, with his stint, his first stint in Atlanta, is that he can hit those catch-and-shoot threes. Now, you know, like what Brady was talking about, the actual shot release and the timing of it, Omer definitely has a quicker um, a quicker release than Deadman. Deadman takes a, you know, a second or two to get into it. But it's not like guys are closing out hard on Deadman, that he has to get it off quick. But just in general, I think both of them are willing shooters. And so if you're going to try out those big lineups, which, by the way, Spo mentioned that, um, when he was talking post-game, he's like, oh, I'm sure people are going to look into our lineups, into our speed lineup, into our big lineup. And he said, he mentioned that both lineups will get plenty of playing time throughout the season. But if you are going to try that out, guys have to be willing to shoot and, and to space the floor. And even though teams aren't going to be necessarily afraid of a Deadman or Yurt three, like they got to take it when it's there. And I think those guys are more than willing to take it. And I just think it's interesting to see if Omer can actually hold on to that spot because I think he really does want it. All right. One more guy to get to. I'll handle this one, I guess. Uh, Jovic, who I, I use Jokic on the, uh, on the off the floor. That's probably not the last time I'm going to do this. I'll just say this. There is a skill level there. Um, you can tell he's free. He's, he's not shy. He does play like a guard. As Alex mentioned, there was 
you know, there, there was some dishing, driving into the lane, shooting threes. All I mean, he, I mean, step back three that he made. There's a skill level. I don't think he's there yet for a rotation spot this year, but it'll be very interesting to see how he progresses over the next year or two if he's here. All right, for Alex, for Brady, we'll be back tomorrow. We've got a preseason game against uh, the Timberwolves to watch. No go bear, though, no town. So maybe a little hard to evaluate in terms of the bigs, but get to it tomorrow. Thanks to our sponsors, Prize Picks. Use the code 5, betteredge.com, backslash 5 reasons. Therapists prefer to manscape. Use the codes 5RSN. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.